Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. Welcome to Ask the Manager Mondays, your chance to ask Better Together General Manager Kevin Undergaro and Assistant General Manager Kelsey Meyer your questions about the Better Together brand and questions about life in general. And now, your managers, Kevin and Kelsey. Happy Monday, everyone. And another edition of Ask the Manager Mondays. You know by that intro and that music that, yes, no, it's not Maria Menounos, but Mr. Maria Menounos and Kelsey Alexandra Meyer. Hey. We're, um... Monday is the uh, the new Wednesday. That's right. Glad to hear it. Thank God. So, halfway through the week, Kelsey. We did it, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, um, as this show is inspired by the original Ask the Manager television show that dominated the Boston Airways in the 1970s, Channel 38. WSBK TV 38 Boston, home of the Three Stooges and the Boston Bruins. Um, as Dan and Dana said when they opened their show, let's get right to business. Hell yeah. Here we go, Kev. We got right. a great question coming in from Layla in Canada, all the way over in Canada. She wants to know, Kevin, how do you find the power of your voice and learn how to be assertive without being called aggressive? Oh, great question, girl. Great question. Yes. Um, I have always struggled with assertiveness and then um, aggressiveness as well. You know, being passive aggressive. Uh, I will say the good news is, is with age, it, it definitely helps. You start caring less. So... You do become more assertive. You don't feel the need to be aggressive, but I know that's not a answer in the short term. In the short term, um, I, I there's a few things to wrap around. Um, to have your head wrap around. Um, you know, aggressiveness. Uh, I mean, today, I mean, could lead to <laughs> lawsuits or criminal activity. I think we're far more sensitive as people. So um, if you're a male and you're aggressive, but even as a female, you're aggressive. I, uh, I just think the ramifications um, 
yeah, it could really be enough to deter you. But even if they're not, most of the time when you're aggressive anyway, you're embarrassed afterwards. It's not usually the best way to deal with it. I think there are times where, you know, there's that once in a blue moon where, you know, it's, um, you need to be aggressive to defend yourself. And maybe if it's physical or I, I don't know, maybe, maybe there are, you really dealing with an extreme bully. Sometimes you have to meet them on their level. Um, but I think the, the best thing to do is to try to find a pause. So if it's, if you're lucky enough where it's a text or an email, um, and uh, you want to defend yourself or draw the line or put up boundaries, whatever it is, and uh, the other party is being insulting to the point you want to be aggressive back, you got to just pause because that first response, your, your, your first instinct might be okay, but your first response is not usually the right one. And the more time you create, the better. If it's a phone call, then I I love that line of just let me let me get back to you on this. You know, I'm not sure. Let me get back to you. I have some thoughts, but I have to wrap my head around this a little more. Let me get back to you. I think when you're being assertive to use as, as few words as possible. Um, bad people love you to get your mouth running because often they use those words against you later. And, um, this, I know from experience, that's why even on this podcast, I'll often, I'll say things without thinking, or I'll just ramble and I'll get myself, you know, into trouble by doing that. But I think that's true of any of us. And then also when you're, um, using more words to explain your side of it, um, you're actually showing weakness, especially to a, uh, the wrong party, because now you're negotiating. That's not being assertive. Assertive is, hey, I'm not going to do this. And here's, you know, and you don't even have to explain. But if you sometimes I think you do have to explain so the other person can empathize with your position. But even still, with as few words as possible, and let them talk and let them keep bending you. And you can do one word answers if you want, and then just get out of the conversation or get off the phone. But I just, um, I think a lot of us start out trying to be assertive, but then we start explaining our position. And then that explanation again shows weakness and it's it's the beginning of a negotiation that the other side's gonna use either to use those words against you or to use that to try to, you know, get you to over to their will. Um, you know, there's positive ways to do it too. I think as best you can is, you know, it's, there's lines like I hear what you're saying. Um, I do understand your side. I empathize with you. However, at this time, this, however, currently this, I think sometimes not making it so finite, can help the other side a little bit, unless it has to be finite. Like, no, this is never going to happen. If you have to put an end to something, you know, this is a 100% no to me and that's it. Um, but I think that those are some of the ways, but I'm an, I'm a work in progress on this. And, um, you know, oftentimes if, and I, this is going to sound very cowardly, but if you are the person who can't be assertive or is going to be aggressive, 
um, and put yourself or your family at risk or make things worse, you know, maybe there's other people who can advocate for you. And you have your strengths in other areas. And, uh, you know, you see this all the time in business. You have those people that are very good at that stuff. And then other people who aren't. But those other people have other skills that you might need. They're more empathetic. They Maybe they are softer. Maybe they are more on the passive side. But you need that. So, um, yeah. I don't know. I hope that helps. But I, it's, that's a, it's a challenge for me, too. Just no, no, I understand. I understand where she's coming from with that question. It's hard. And I think, too, just to add, if you have someone like I have, you, Kev, we're like all oftentimes run stuff by you, right? Because yeah. it's especially I feel like it's coming from as a female, we aren't told to speak up, right? And if we do speak yeah. up, then we're immediately aggressive or bitchy or what what have you. And right, so, to go the other way to defend, to protect yourself. Exactly, yeah, I understand that. Exactly. But that's so, not... But that's not constructive. So what I was going to say, though, no. is like, and oftentimes we're we're called that when it's not that, though. So if you have someone who you trust, who you can bounce stuff off of, like I have you where I'm like, Kev, was that X, Y, and Z? And you'll give me like actual feedback. Like, no, you were good. You were in your right. Or, oh, Kels, maybe yeah. a little next time pause and, and think before we speak. So like if you have someone in your life like that, um, like I'm so grateful to have you and Maria both because you guys can help me with that. But. I just think that that's, you know, that's another way too. if you do have someone who you can bounce that stuff off of, um, who you trust and you look up to, then yeah. that's helpful as well. I agree. I also think like, look at the worst case scenario of the no or whatever you're going to do to own your power, mm. the short term and the long term. And when you look at the worst case scenario of that, you may be able to say to yourself, hey, you know what? That's, yeah, what is the big deal? You know, what is the big deal? Maybe, you know, it's not as big a deal as I think if yeah. I say no on this one. So, yeah. And listen, there's times where you can't. And I understand that too. But um, I ask that you try to make whatever situation you're in where you can't be assertive, you try to make it as temporary as possible. Mm. Or you try to get away, get out of that situation. Um I know people that uh, are in um, are divorced and they have an 18 to 22 year old sentence because the party they're with is so such a narcissist. And so you say left, they say right, no matter what. And unfortunately, you're in that for the long haul. Um, and, you know, until but. But any other situation, even if it's a job, maybe you're making a lot of money and you're saving your money. Uh, you're trying to find something else. But I just really recommend just do not let it be a permanent situation. It may, temporary, maybe it's even 10 years temporary, but you, there's got to be something on the other side of it. Mm. I think for your health. Agreed. Thank you, Manager Kev. You ready for number two? <laughs> yes. Okay, this is from Amanda in Sacramento. Shout out to my... Sacktown. Um, what are the key motivators that aspire you to work hard? Who do you deal or how, sorry, how do you deal with a roadblock? Mm. Okay. Two separate questions. Um, okay. So I, I have a dad who worked himself to death at three jobs. He was dead by 50 or something around that time. And, um, you know, he worked, I mean, uh, 
seven to three as a construction laborer below zero weather and like excruciating heat of the East Coast. Then he would fight fires at night. And on weekends, he would work um, in his own business doing cement work. And if you know that kind of work, it's heavy and it's brutal. And so for me, I always looked at it like he gave his life so I could have a better one. And by better, I don't mean an easier one because I think I don't think that uh, anything worthwhile comes out of easy. I think mm-hmm. any dream, any goal, you're going to have to work hard. You're going to have to sacrifice. But I always look to him to say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to give up. He, you know, I'm not going to give up because of him. He's going to motivate me that I'm going to figure this out where I'm going to work hard, but I'm going to live longer and I'm going to have more because of that. Um, you know, I think that achievement of lofty goals only happens through hard work, like I said. And it's a good feeling when you do have that. And I feel like a lot of people that don't work hard and don't get have that feeling, um, I think are very unhappy. I think I've met two people, I've met maybe two, maybe three people in my life, but definitely two people in my life. Uh, or three people. I've met three people in my life who didn't need to work. And I don't mean because of finances. I mean emotionally didn't need to work. And my mother's boyfriend, Frankie, his dad, and Marie's uncle Arthur were three people that were never jealous of other people, happy. You know, uh, I didn't know Uncle Arthur when he was working, but I knew Frankie when he was working. You know, he did his like 40 to 60 hours a week and, you know, but he he skied. He had other interests and passions. And um, but with or without that work, he was the same happy person. But there's that old saying that it's what the idle, I, an idle mind and idle hands. It's like the an idle mind is the devil's playground. And I feel like if you see most of our miserable people, it's the people who just aren't working. They're not being productive. And I think as human beings, we just need that distraction but then also we just need to work and be productive and you know today uh i got up and had to do a lot of things but i was very productive in my day-to-day and you know i I, you know it's cold weather i'm in connecticut here i have a lot of things going on and um my health hasn't been the greatest but um just by being productive today i just felt better and i think that you know when I, when I think of even all the people spewing hate via social media, it's it that, you know, when they're putting out all those tweets all day long, they're not working or they're not being productive. And they think that's being productive. And I, I don't think it is. And I don't think they're happy people. Um, and it's not saying you're going to be happy all the time because um, no one's going to be that. But I think contentment comes with work. So I think, um, I know I'm happier when I'm working and being productive and when I'm not is when I, my mind gets into trouble. That's when I start having bad thoughts. That's when I'm negative. That's when I can be petty. That's when I can be jealous. That's when I, you know, start thinking about politics that have nothing to do with me really at the end of the day. Um, so I just think, and I, I don't forget in the carny business, you know, um, I was at work the day after my dad died and you know, the the family that I work for were all very nice. Like, why are you here? You don't need to be here. They were great. But the father was the most interesting. And he was a man of very few words, but he just said, 
best medicine kid. And he was right. I didn't want to be sitting at my house and just, you know, sad looking at all his clothes. And, you know, I was like, I had to go and be productive. And it felt better. So um, that's the, those are things that inspire me to work hard. But as far as roadblocks, um, you know, you guys know me probably as someone, I mean, Kelsey and Elaine, you got, you know me as someone who does, doesn't quit. I mean, you see that on the surface, but I, I'll tell you, I, um, almost every giant roadblock I go against, um, I bum out, I want to surrender and, um, I'll come up with solutions and I'll put them into play. But then I, I will tell you from the beginning to halfway through of enacting those solutions, I want to quit. Like, why did I do this? Why did I sign up for this? This is insane. This is not, this can't be done. You know, uh, um, and so I feel like that until I finally keep going through and through and through and then make it onto the other side. And then I feel really good that I got through it. Um, but that's me. I have a fixer mentality and I don't believe in quit. And that can be a detriment too. But there are times I definitely want to tap out when I have roadblocks, but I'm always, I keep my mind in a state of possibility. And I, something I always urge anyone who works for me to do. And when we do things together, I'm like, even whether it's a film project, anything, I'm like, guys, mind in the state of possibility, what is possible? You know, so when I have a roadblock, it's like, okay, there's got to be some possibility because my mind's in the state of possibility. I'm looking at that roadblock of like, how do I, how do I get over this? How do I get through it? You know, there's got to be a way. Um, so that's, those, that's basically all I can give you on that one. I like that. I feel like too, with the, the roadblocks, this is just like a basic thing, but like making lists always help me. Mm. And I think that like, oftentimes a roadblock can seem like more than it actually is. So like taking a beat, pausing and like writing, writing stuff down always yeah, helps okay. me. Um, that's like a more, I feel like tangible thing, but I no, wanted to share good. that because that... Yeah, it's relatable. Yeah, that's, that's just helped me or I know like Elaine doesn't... Elaine's perfect. So this doesn't really happen to her, no. but like, but like with Pooj, like Pooj wouldn't, Pooj would get like really overwhelmed. I would just be like, pause, write, like write down your list. And then she'd be like, Oh my God, yeah. you're right. It's actually not that much, but I only know that because like Kev, you taught me that, you know, it's so it's like, no, but that's great. No, no. I'm glad yeah. you said that because I did see, um, we, you know, we did some work with Ashley who, you know, produced Maria's show originally yeah. and we still do a lot of things together. And, um, what she was freaking out about, I was like, let's just take a hundred foot view of this. This really isn't so bad. Right. But I love that. That's the hundred foot view is when you make that list and you say, okay, let's really assess what's going on here. What, what assets do we have, you know, to, to fix this problem or to get through this roadblock? And then what steps in order do we take to make it happen? Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, that I love that saying, how do you eat a whale one little bite at a time? Yep. But I think that, yeah, you're right. That's really sound advice. Thank you. And then the should other thing, we, go ahead. What, what are you going to say, No, 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 no. Go ahead. I was going to say we should take a break, but I want to hear your other thing. Oh, I was just going to say for the, like the first part of the question, what kind of jumped out at me and I think it's, we do it every day with this show, right? It's like aspiring you to work hard, 
you have to find what's like fulfilling to you. Like for me, mm. and I know it's Maria as well. And you too, Kev, like all we want to do is help people. So like, I want to work harder when I get all the feedback from you guys that like this show is changing your life or, you know, like you listen to this episode and oh my God, you had such an aha moment. It like made you change the trajectory of your relationship or whatever it is. So like for me, I know I've always been that way. I've like, I've always wanted to like share and help other people. And I know Maria and you as well. So for me, that makes me work harder. So I think it's like, if you find that thing that like kind of fills you up, then it doesn't, I don't know. Like, I never feel like I'm working. No, 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 no. Listen, let me help you with this. Let me, I know, I think I know what you're saying. And for somebody who, you know, someone cynical could say, well, you're producing a podcast with celebrities, um, Cal. So like Mm -hmm. that, that's easy to be inspired, but I like what you, what you, what I'm hearing in this is that let's say you are working at a job that's an, that seems uninspiring. I think you find the things that do inspire you in right. that job or, or, you know, so, you, you know, yeah. maybe it's the, that coworker who just can't do it without you, mm-hmm. you know, or needs just needs even your companionship to get through because they have a family to feed, or maybe it's the customers you deal with uh, that make, I, I hear that from a lot of people. They'll say, listen, if it wasn't for, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of someone, an example, but maybe it's a, um, someone who works at a, uh, a veterinary clinic and the people they work for aren't the nicest people. And maybe even the customers aren't the nicest, but you know, it's like, but I do it for the animals. Cause I loved, I love all the dogs that come in and the cats and I get to be with them. And so, yeah, I think it's finding those little things that inspire you within that job and, and leaning into them and doing more. And then eventually finding, you know, what, what it work wise does inspire you and, and try to figure it out how you can get there to do it. Boom. Thank you. So I was going to say break. break. Let's do a quick break. All right. We'll take a quick break, you guys. And then uh, we'll be right back. When you're on the go 24 seven, like me guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me from working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials. It's been my go-to for so many years and having everything in one place is such a time saver for me with being a first time mom for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of 
snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of wonderful pistachios. You're going to love them. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Be sure to send your questions to info at bettertogetherwithmaria.com or on Instagram at bettertogetherwithmaria. For an 8x10 personalised signed photo or transcript of today's show, send a self-addressed stamped envelope, care of ARSA manager, 17328 Ventura Boulevard, PO Box 311, Encino, California 91316. And now, back to Ask the Manager. Stay crisp, Queens. Yes, always crisp. With a I'd K. I'd like to think so. Crisp with a K. Yes. Not soggy. Not soggy. Totally ham. Totally. <laughs> yep, exactly. Totally going ham on crisp. And on Ask the Manager Monday. That's Where right. Monday is the new Wednesday. Oh, that music is so good. It cuts out so abruptly. I think we need to loop it. It's great music. We're going to loop the clown. Loop Elaine, the clown. let's get that loop. Let's add that to the <laughs> Elaine. <laughs> Elaine list. Add that to the Elaine agenda. farewell tour. Yeah. Oh, sad. Sad. Don't <laughs> say that yet. <laughs> we're not there yet. We're not there yet. No. But where we are um, at is a question well, from... Know, there's oh, many, but ahead, the, but there's, many, there's many things to unpack in. Mm. Elaine's in and out. You know, Elaine came here to help us more as a temp position because she had another big job lined up in December and we're so lucky to have her and uh, definitely will remain part of the Better Together family in, in perpetuity. But um, yeah, more more to come on Elaine. More to come. This more is not come. our last show, certainly, but yeah, just a little. But we definitely have her f- talk about finishing strong, which I always say with jobs. And Elaine is taking on so many things to put us into a, to leave us better than where we started. And I, I think that's another thing, um, you know, people don't think about with their jobs. Like, did I, did I make this better? I, for me, I'm always trying to think of people who work for me or people I've worked with, you know, have they, are they better? Is the company better with me there? Is the show better with me there? Mm-hmm. Is, are their lives better with my involvement? Um, and then certainly finishing strong. And that's what Elaine is doing. So Really good stuff and Thanks, definitely inspiration and to anyone out there. Yeah. 
And I definitely needed you guys too within these three months of just like, I've learned so much with the show and just made such great relationship with you guys. And I'm very happy that I was here for even a short amount of time, but I was still yeah. popping it out. Yeah. She will. I know. We know. We're not going anywhere. Nope. No, Locked man. in the basement. <laughs> yeah. We're going to yeah, lock her no. in the basement. No, it's more of just, it's more mafia. You're in the family now. That's, That's right, it. baby. I That's love it. that. I love that. Um, okay, what Ready else? For your what cue? other questions, Manager Kelsey? All right. This is from Nick in LA. He said, Kev, what are your passion projects right now? Uh, I, these questions, these don't help people. They might. Um, you know, I, I, well, I think like a lot of people who've come out of the pandemic, I think a lot of people came out of this being like, what, what am I doing? Mm. What am I doing with my time? The, the only thing I think too many people are asking this question and not making the right moves right now, but I am a man of a certain age. So a, a, a man of a certain age and that, so I'm definitely at a place where I got to start thinking about what is going to be more rewarding for me because, you know, nothing is promised anymore. I mean, I already told you, I'm already past where my dad was in terms of his death. And then his dad died at 48. So I'm not saying I'm going anywhere soon, but I just, I have been thinking more about what, what fills my cup rather than what is good practically speaking. But I did enough of the good practically speaking that now I can be thinking more of more creative and more value add and for my own life. So, um, you know, probably some movie making, um, doing some scripted work, but then also there's things in digital. There's a network, new network that I want to start. Um, I still have AfterBuzz, and I I think there's more to be done over there. Um, really, the thing I should be prioritizing is my health, uh, because I have not been the same since yep. COVID, and since the, you know I I went on this seven day week work bender for two years during COVID, um, and um, you know, finally got COVID, and you know ever since then my adrenals, my cortisol levels have been shot, and. Uh, I shouldn't be worrying about anything but that. And so I'm making, I'm going to be busy until right before Christmas. And then I'm hoping to remain in LA over Christmas because usually everyone leaves LA for two or three weeks and that's perfect for me. So it'll be nice and quiet and um, I can rest. So I'm, I'm going to prioritize, I'm I'm saying this, but I'm hoping I can use the winter to prioritize my health and then yeah, do some more fun and rewarding things out there so and i think for other people you're probably at a place where you're also thinking the same things like i said i've seen everyone with COVID, but i have seen it done to extremes and to not the healthiest ways so i think um yeah i think there's a balance there you know i, I still think it's funny we were having this conversation we go back to ashley and I think, I don't know if it was with you all. No, it wasn't with you. It was with another celebrity friend. And I might have mentioned this even on Regular Guy Friday. And forgive me if I have. But Ashley, who's millennial, was saying, you know, the Gen Z won't take any crap from anyone. And they won't take any crap at their jobs. And Ashley's like, you know, our generation doesn't know how to be like that. And blah, blah, blah. And um, it was good because I had another millennial on the call. And I said to the other millennial, and I know the places the other millennials worked, I said, how would that work out for you? If you just walked out whenever you wanted or told whatever boss you wanted how you felt, 
and or you just didn't let yourself be taken advantage of it. She's like, oh, I would, <laughs> I'd be living in, I'd be living with my parents still, or with my, you know, my mother and my brother. Like all of it, I have came from hanging in, and taking the hits, and you know, so there is something still to be said, as I said earlier. Um, the loftiest goals. It's 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 not going to be easy, and part of it, yeah, it's just hard work. But if only if it were that easy, because if it were that easy, my goodness, I would I would I would not I would have been su more successful when I was younger, and then far more successful than I am today because I outworked everybody. But um, it's not that. It's it's can you take the rejection, the toxicity, the crap, the unfairness, all that stuff's going to come to you. Aaron Brockovich. Remember, Kelsey? Oh, my she gosh. That was she, such a good episode. Yeah. And she would say, you know, she looked at life like football and she's she's like, I'm trying to bring the ball down the field and it, everyone's trying to stop me or not everyone, but the other opposing sides trying to stop me. And that's that's how she saw business in life. Um, so anyway, needless to say. I, like I digress. That. No, I like that. And I also like going into the new year and focusing on you and your health. I think that we know this with our heel squad. It's a lot of people who don't focus on them and they focus on everyone no. else. So yeah, take, Thank take, you. take Kevin's little moment and that, I'm doing the same, you know, and I think we all should kind of go. If you into, can, yeah. but I also want to temper that too, because ask me if I regret the last two years. No. Right. I would have not nothing. I, my network went down mm -hmm. because of COVID. Like, you know, all I had left was my, my houses, which I took it upon myself to fix. Um, and I had to do, I did it myself mainly with just a couple other people. And, and, you know, over the years I had a red line. I had to push myself beyond my limits. Um, but now I'm over the hump and I don't have to as much. So I, I'm going to honor that. But at, at the same time, there are times where, you're going to redline. That's what we call it in this house. There are times where you're going to um, not eat the healthiest, or you're going to have to pump your body with caffeine. You get, mm -hmm. just, but again, to push through. I, I don't think um, anyone who is self-made with a lofty goal or dream is doing everything, is getting their eight hours of sleep, is having the most perfect diet. I, I don't think so. Oh. I just think there's times you have to push and uh, bend, don't break. Obviously, you don't want to do it to kill yourself, but you know when you're young or younger, your body can handle it, um, and it recovers pretty quick. So you know, again, I temper all of this, you know, with uh, because I, I again, I just see too many people who are like wanting their dreams to happen or wanting their goals to be fulfilled, but then it's I'm not going to take crap from anyone. Uh, I'm never going to jeopardize my health or my mental health or my physical and all these other, they put all these like other, um, they put in all these other attachments and then they're mad that the dream, they're bitter, the dream or the achievement didn't happen. I'm like, I, I, I have not seen it where that can have, where you can have all of it. I just, I haven't seen it in my experience. And, and I always say to people, if you're the one that can figure it out, come and tell me so I can, uh, share your information to help other people but i don't I, as of now i don't know another way so well, this actually segues perfectly into the next question kev this is from anna mm -hmm. in new york and she says how do you unwind without feeling unproductive 
Oh, that's tough for me. Um, yes. <laughs> I always try to kid my, it's a lot of times when I'm unwinding, I'm, I'm still trying to kid myself to how I'm being productive to rationalize, which is so unhealthy, but I'm just being transparent. Um, because I'm in the entertainment industry, watching TV and movies is my research. Um, going out with the right friends is networking or learning or maybe emotionally they're pumping me up or there's some kind of healthy exchange between us. And then um, if I'm spending a lot of time helping people, then I always feel like I'm helping myself because I learn of making a friend. So I, yeah, I, I, I definitely struggle with just, you know, floating, so to speak, which I'm told would be good for me, you know, doing one of those baths where you just float or, <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, it's tough for me. It's tough. So, but I do, I do relax and I do unwind, but I'm, I'm definitely always trying to rationalize or try to find a way where I'm unwinding, but I'm also not falling behind. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's tough. I feel like, yeah. especially in this day and age, it's we've Kevin and I we've talked about this. Like finding stillness in your mind is just like mm. so hard, and that's yeah. where like I've seen it, it really help Maria with the meditations and stuff, which Kevin and I need to do. But what I will say, I I always joke with Elaine. I'm Elaine's like I'm a workaholic. I'm like I'm a recovering workaholic. Like I still work a ton, but I really try hard not to judge myself if I'm like I have a Saturday that's like I try and pick one day on the weekend that I'm like it's my day it's my unwind day it's my chill day and I like used to judge myself if I wasn't doing anything and now I like really don't actually and I feel like that's helped me just be more productive and like having that mindset of like if I give myself that day I'm actually going to do better the following week and there's always times that like like Kev said like no. there are some weekends that I have to work the whole week like it doesn't but it's not always going to be the case, but for the majority of the time, like I am able to give myself that day and then it I'm just glad. makes me better for the following week. Yeah. Maria taught me that too. You know, when every time we would, the few times we would go away uh, or take time off, she would have the best, the greatest breakthroughs. Yeah. Um, which would help us later. So I think that's, uh, I think it's important to, yeah, off goes the phone if you can, you know. I think it's super important. Mm -hmm. I do. I'm thinking, yeah, I think I'm going to go back on my heel phone. You should. And also, Kev, like, oh. he here's my, this is my hack. Do not disturb is my favorite feature ever on the iPhone because then I have my important people in my favorites. Like, I have you, Maria, and my family, all and Elaine, and in my family and my favorites. So when my phone's on do not disturb, if y'all call, it comes through. If anyone else calls, it doesn't come through. So it's mm -hmm. like, if you guys need me or something's going down, that will actually come through. But if anyone else does, it's like, yeah, you guys can wait. You don't need me. So yeah. it's like kind I, of a hack to a heel phone. I think, yeah, because I think it's, that's my thing. I gotta, I, I need to get away from it all. Yeah. Not that I do a lot of social media either, but there's just, it's blue screen, blue screen, blue screen. It's calls, it's texts. It's just, yeah, we will be back with, uh, more Ask the Manager Monday. 
As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, They keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Okay, manager, have you ready for our last and final cue? I am. This is from Carissa in Boston. She says, what is something you wish someone told you prior to starting your own business? Hmm. I like this phrase, uh, if it makes money, it makes sense. And I wish I not only knew, heard that term, but I wish I applied it more. And I wish I applied less of you have to spend money to make money. Now, it doesn't mean, hear me out, more of one, less of the other, but not exclusively one and not the other. But I was always, you have to spend money to make money. I was far too into the creative. far too into the future. So I was always so far ahead. I, before there was a talking dead after show, I had after buzz. I was pretty much the first one to do an after show. The first person to create a digital network. I'm not saying all stuff to brag, um, just to establish credibility. As I answer this question, I was always thinking way too far ahead. And I was never thinking about the money I would make. Cause I would always say, well, that'll all work out in the end. And by the way, there's businesses that have done that. Where I, I know I, I'd hear the people that created YouTube when they were asked, how does this make money? They're like, listen, we're computer guys and we're just going to build this. And that's for smarter people. That's for other people smarter than us to figure out, which clearly they did. Um, but I think when you're um, a one horse operation, which most of you are, um, just think it's all going to work out in the end isn't uh isn't enough so i think that you do have to to a degree spend money to make money i think that's true um but i think you can be resourceful which i always was to not spend as much as you think you need and so i was always that thank goodness but making decisions in the moment like does this decision make money if it makes money it makes sense but a lot of times you know, I, well, a lot of times I was never thinking that, frankly. And I started applying that um, toward the end at AfterBuzz and things were getting, you know, better. Well, we, were, we went way on the upswing because of it. But yeah, so there's a lot of things. In fact, even for uh, Better Together, we managers, you know, I was saying to Maria, we've had so much um, health and death and things we've had to deal with in COVID that, uh, you know, we, we, even though we, we grew, we grew our numbers. We also, we grew the show. We did new, we, we added a lot. We added a lot of content. Um, but at the same time, so much was almost catch up recovery. 
kind of just stabilizing from the shock of what our family had gone through that we got away from what I call a growth mindset, which I always had at AfterBuzz, which was like, hey, if we're not growing, we're dying. So how are we growing? And um, as, if it's anyone's fault, it's mine, because that would be me who would always push that. But I'm not going to blame myself because I just, like I said, I was just too busy. Like, there's only so many battles I could fight, so many, so many things I could do. But we're going to get back into that growth mindset in the new year. But, you know, when we do meet, we're going to look at a lot of things we're doing and, and we'll look at it like, hey, does it make money? And if it makes us money, then it makes sense. We'll keep doing it. But there's certain things right now that if it's not making money, it's not making sense. And we're just working ourselves to the bone where we don't need to be working so as we introduce new work i want to take other work away and i there's some fat in there things we just we tried and maybe maybe it's good for the future and we can certainly bring it back but if it's not making money it's not making sense per se so I, you listen the goal of this show isn't to make money the goal is to um bring value and, and to try to make a difference in this world at this point. However, I was blessed enough. And I'd love to name drop and say, who said this to me? I, f I feel like it was at a Tony Robbins seminar and it was one of Tony's, he's got this like master group of guys who are and ladies who mentor, but they're his friends and disciples. And I remember saying, telling them about AfterBuzz, how half our mission was just to help hosts and not just to, was to help hosts and to help talent be a you know, safe haven and a promotional vehicle for them. But they were quick to say to me, well, if you're all about that, then what message are you teaching them if you're teaching them just to spend money recklessly on AfterBuzz um, without thinking about how it can monetize itself, how it can sustain itself and the people who work there so you're 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 teaching them one of the you know you're failing to teach them one of the most important lessons of all for their individual careers and so that really struck me and um so yeah that would be one thing that i would say that i would be mindful of in all your decisions so whatever your business is can't just be thinking about how fun it is how how um how much people love it or responding to it. You have to be thinking about, you know, is it making money? So it doesn't have to make a lot of money, you know, but you know, it's, it's got to make a dollar. It has to pay for itself um, and make something for you to feed yourself. So that's, those are things I didn't consider. One thing I feel like you did this, but I learned from you. I really like, and we've talked about this before, the continuous improvement too the Kaizen. I think that that's like such a, uh, you kind of talk about it, like when you're not growing, you're dying, but I want you to explain yep. that again. Cause I think that that is like the coolest, most brilliant thing ever for when you have, or you're starting a business. Like it's such an mm. important thing to think about. Um, but anyways, you I think can go it's great it. to think about with your whole life, yeah, your business and your life. So I got this from Toyota. So Toyota, uh, practices this Japanese philosophy called Kaizen, K-A-I-Z-E-N. And it's a philosophy of continuous improvement. So whether things are good or bad, 
it doesn't matter. Are we improving? We're always going to be trying to improve. So the CEO down to the assembly line worker at Toyota is asked to continually challenge themselves, to ask themselves, how can I do this task better? And the assembly line workers, you know, I've read stories where, you know, they, I don't know, went to Walmart and bought a bunch of plastic containers because it, it somehow sped up the process of the assembly line. And they were commended for it. But from them up to the CEO, it's how do we do it better? And I've also heard that even their technology, they'll develop, you know, I don't know, I'm just going to come up with something. <laughs> Say <laughs> you, have an, you have a new kind of power window that revolutionizes power windows. Or a heated steering wheel. I don't know. It's a heated steering wheel. Nice. You know, from living in cold weather. So most companies will trademark that and then hang on to it. And other companies don't have it. Or they'll try to find a, a loophole to create something like it. Uh, or they'll have to buy the technology. Maybe they lease the technology from you. Well, I had heard Toyota actually, after a period of time, just gives it away. They just give it away. Go ahead, use it. And to other companies. And why? It's so their engineers never just sit back and put their feet up. They always have to come up with the next big thing. And when you think of a company like BlackBerry, you know, they why, and I can answer probably why if I guess, but why the CEO of that company when the iPhone came out and okay, maybe in the minute it came out, he or she didn't think this is going to be as big as it is. But the minute you saw how big it was, how you didn't take that BlackBerry, go to your engineers and say, okay, we need a version of this fast. And by the time they did that, it was way too late. And it was over. And I I, I see it with McDonald's and Burger King. I think Burger, McDonald's is always McCafe. They're always improving, always upgrading, never, ever, never sleeping on the laurels. But I still, I'll go to Burger King today and I, it feels like 1998 in there. Um, and there was a time where Burger King was very close to taking McDonald's. But now it's, you know, they're, um, they might be number two, but they're like so far in the distance I'm too. But I think that's from leadership not calling for continuous improvement, not, you know, and not having that mindset. But I think you should have that in your personal life as well. Always trying to do it better. So whatever tasks I'm doing, even, you know, whether any of the tasks around the house, I'm always saying to myself, hey, how can we do it better? How can we do it easier? You know, my father-in-law runs the property in Connecticut. He's 78 years old. Yes, he's definitely like 58 more, or 50, not even, he's more like 50. But there's, there's limitations. And so I'm always thinking, wait, there's an easy way to do this. There's an easy way to do this. And and that's where, and I'm also not afraid to spend money to find an easier way. Pay for what, Kelsey? Convenience. Yes, as we've learned. Um, because not doing so wears you out in so many other ways to make it so you're not going to be your best to do other things. So anyway, how was oh. that for a... I loved it. Thank you. Thank you, Manager a nice, Jeff. A nice Wednesday. That's right. A good Wednesday. <laughs> wow. Do, do we do enough? Yeah, we killed it. We crushed it.
Well, I don't know about that. So but... crisp. I thought so. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, if people only knew that you guys are doing 10 different jobs at the same time. I know. <laughs> I'm like, if anyone knows a DJ, shout out, because that's what <laughs> that's what I'm dealing with over here. But, yeah. you know. Well, good thing I'm a blowhard. No, you gave a lot of good advice today. I appreciate it. And I know everyone else does, too. And well, everyone, you, and for Christmas, everyone would like you to rest and take care of yourself. Oh, uh, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Speaking of Christmas, oof, oof. We, we're going to be coming into the Christmas specials we love podcast. That's we're right. Start actually doing some Christmas specials. Up till now, we've been focusing on Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and uh, we, we've turned in some nice podcasts. I'd like to think, but I think it's time to time to start talking some Rudolph. Hell some yeah! Some Rankin Bass. Some claymation. Let's go. Let, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm excited right. because I was never, like, I never watched a ton of those specials. And I know Elaine did not either. And Kevin's like an aficionado on them. So it'll be fun. It's so the Christmas specials we love podcast, you guys, on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Give her a little subscribe and check it out. We have a good time. And mm. a comment or two. Yeah, a comment would never be Never cool. a bad thing. Never. Yeah, and if you want to text us, the Christmas Fiddles We Love crew, you guys can text us at 229-447-2682. Nice. Say it again. 229-447-2682. Text us. Very good, then. Okay. Well, everyone, have a great rest of your week. Uh, We love you. As the march to the holidays continues, let's hope this is one time of the year let's hope these weeks go by slowly because uh yeah we could use a little christmas right this very minute right this very little minute. thanksgiving little holidays little hanukkah and little happy Chinooka. happy um thanksgiving week which is crazy and i want to tell you oh, guys this is too, yeah so it's such another world i this know is thanksgiving, this week, is huh? thanksgiving okay. week and let me just tell you guys we have a fun week not a normal week but we did this last year and you guys seem to really love it we're going to be doing very timely chat shows all this week so we're going to be taping oh. chat shows all this week just to kind of we're all going to be in different parts of the country so it will be fun to give a little check-in chit-chat so stay tuned you know there's always still there's much fun to be had on these chat shows, but also a lot of lessons. So I think we're I think um I think we're gonna we're gonna throw down a couple of Friendsgivings too. I'm big on I, th- I tell you the Friendsgiving, very underrated. Very underrated. But you know what? Yeah, because I you know it's funny, I had friends and friends from home that used to celebrate Boxing Day, but they didn't really sell it. That's the day after Christmas, but they didn't really celebrate Boxing Day. That was the day where it was like, hey, all of our close friends from high school can get together on that day, knowing that the 25th and 24th were going to be for immediate family. But I think that's the same with Thanksgiving too. Um, I think we're throwing a Friendsgiving down here. I love yeah, that. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I think just, it, you know, it's f- funny too. And I don't know if this is true of people in the rest of the world, but um, since COVID, I, you know, I feel like more people working at home, Less people, you know, just going out and doing things. I mean, our city in LA, so many people have moved out. But, you know, I've said to Maria, I'm like, at the, the holiday events, this can be the, it's literally the one time, it was always the, for some of my friends, it was becoming the one time a year I would see them. 
But now it's becoming the only time to see people, you know, at these, uh, you know, so anyway, yeah, if you can throw together a friend's giving, and I don't think you need the turkey and the stuffing and all that stuff. No. You, know, you can have a Charlie getting... Brown Thanksgiving. Yeah. Toast. <laughs> all you need yeah, is jelly beans. Like, right. <laughs> Shout back out to the Christmas specials we love where we covered the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving where he had toast, popcorn, pretzels. And jelly beans. And jelly beans. And that was delicious. And, the, and then they shamed him. Yeah, that was sad. Right. And then they apologized. Yeah, rightfully so. Rightfully so. Yeah, because he, you know, and Snoopy had to school all of them. Yeah. But we digress. You'll <laughs> we have digress. to go check out our podcast <laughs> where we really break down this important episode on this important holiday. And I think also just trying to, really trying to give thanks and be grateful. Yeah. This whole holiday season. And I think, and I think the more, I don't know, I got away from giving for a period of time i think probably just i was just uh tired and overwhelmed and wasn't so much cynical i just was and so when i got back into giving the last couple of years uh i the holidays were more fun were fun again mm. they were so i don't know i leave you with that let's have a great thanksgiving week by the way so Today being the new Wednesday, your week is technically over. It's basically Thanksgiving tomorrow. <laughs> Wednesday wow. night, you can have pie night. I have my family does pie night where they all drink wine and make pies for the next day. Oh my god! Although I heard pie night is canceled, uh, in no in favor of bar night. They just want to go drink because oh. they had it. <laughs> I think they're just the kids are going. <laughs> well, you know, Kev, I'll have to keep you all posted because I'm never home for Thanksgiving, but this week or. This week I'm home. So I'm very concerned, Kelsey. I might up have in to Washington. go to my local bar. Yeah, but I'm very concerned, Kelsey. Why? Because you're not in shape. You haven't seen these people in like <laughs> over a decade. You, you're coming off. It was you. You went to the homecoming at St. A's. You were oh, the East oh, Coast I'm not offense. In, I'm not in shape. Popularity. I'm like I'm. Probably yeah, your pretty PQ good shape. rating <laughs> is in question. I'm very concerned. Oh, please! I wish I could be there to help. I wish you could be there too. It also so, sounds so, so Kelsey, unappealing will, to me. You will go to the local bar? Probably not. <laughs> no? Probably not. I mean, maybe. Oh, God, it kind of so, makes me want to die, but... Movies with the family? What are we thinking for your Wednesday night? Probably some wine. Maybe I'll attempt to cook a pie. La Erica, my sister was here this last weekend, and she reminded me last time I tried to cook a pie, I was too drunk, and I dumped a whole thing of cinnamon in it, and it was so bad. And I was like, oh. Erica, don't be rude. It was phenomenal. Um, but wait a second now. <laughs> so, Kels, I'm going back to what no friends are left from childhood back there? Not really. I, have, I mean, a lot of them just don't come home. Like I have a lot of my friends too from Seattle have like fiancés or husbands. So they're like with their, like my two best friends who I grew up with, who I've known since I was like five. One has a very serious boyfriend. So she's going to be with her, his family. The other one has right. a fiance. So they're going to be back in California with his family. So it's just me lone wolf, you know? Well, we know Thursday morning what you're doing. Yeah, that's right. And I'm sorry, I'm bringing it right back to the Christmas, Christmas specials, specials we, we love, love. <laughs> because we covered the Macy's Day Parade, the history, all the goings on for this year, family traditions of each of our hosts, which was zero, with the exception of the great Jeff Graham. Who of course. 
who's been getting up at six in the morning since he was three years old to watch the Macy's parades saying killing still shaking. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> well, yeah, but Kelsey, yeah, your sister Erica gets up and she makes you get up and watch it. That's right. She does. And she makes me right. watch her kick to the Rockettes. So we can't judge these two. No, no. They're so you'll be you least have that to look forward to on your Thursday morning. Good point. And probably a fight or two. And then I'll make my harvest margaritas and just sit outside. Let me just give you guys actually a quick another as a manager tip. If you're trying to do like if you're bored of your typical drinks, let me tell you about this harvest margarita I make. So you gotta steep some simple syrup to make simple syrup it's just sugar and water on the stove right so then you put like a little bit of you put a cinnamon stick and then some like allspice and some cloves in there and you steep it and then it makes, oh, wait what is steeping it steeping, Sorry, I don't know what steeping it means like you just let it kind of simmer in the water and sugar mix for maybe okay. about an hour so it kind of like this the syrup becomes this flavor and then you okay. add a little bit of that to your just like classic lime tequila soda water margarita. Let me tell you guys, chef's kiss. So, so wait good. a second. How much do you add though, Kelsey? I would, I mean, it depends on how sweet you like it, but mm -hmm. I would do like a spoonful, like maybe like a tablespoon. And then, yeah, you can add more if you want, but okay. it's really good. Now. Yes. What we learned on the Christmas um, specials we love podcast if we're going to stick with Ask the Manager, Ask the Manager Thanksgiving, I didn't even know this was an Ask the Manager Thanksgiving because I'm so in the woods here and I've so lost sense of time. Um, but I want to make this suggestion and I'm seeing if the girls are paying attention for my other shows. But when it comes to making some of our standard dishes, if you're the one who's going to be tasked with making the stuffing, the potatoes, maybe the turkey, the cranberry dressing, whatever it is, for the standard items, um, what are the two words that we apply when we're making those? Anyone? Don't. Anyone? Don't improvise. Thank you. You're welcome. Now, what do we mean by that? Well, well we mean you... don't make a vegan Thanksgiving for your whole family and force them to eat it because they'll be really mad at you. And then Kevin right. will tell you, do not improvise. Don't improvise. Listen. Or it's like the stuffing. You're going to say, I'm going to add cranberries and walnuts. Or I'm going to do buffalo chicken. Uh, uh, I forget but the one year was buffalo chicken stuffing or something like that. Or the potatoes. You're going to add all these different things into the potato. Listen to me. Most people have stuffing once a year. So guests coming just want their stuffing. But then when you go and improvise... Now you have people just horrified. They waited all year for this plate of starch, their standard plate of starch, and you had to improvise and ruin it. Now, suggestion. If you want to be creative, if you are going to be the one out of the thousand people that's going to reinvent stuffing or potatoes or one of those dishes and do it better than the original, if you're the one in 10,000 that's going to figure it out, great. You make that in addition to your standard stuffing. So you have your stuffing, then you can have your buffalo mac and cheese stuffing or whatever crazy other stuffing you want to create. Now that goes for your potatoes and that goes for your vegetables, goes for all your standard things. So ask the manager tip for Thanksgiving. Don't improvise. Okay? 
Furthermore, if you're the person who's looking forward to this all year long, then sometimes you have to just bring your own dish to the party. I'll make the stuffing. No, no, we're making. No, no, no. I'll make. I'll make my stuffing. There's been times we've had to pull that one out too. Okay, so let's all be thankful. This is a scam of a week. I didn't know this was scams giving. Scams giving. Scams giving is. I. I've so lost track of time. I'm getting more excited. I'm ready to go another hour. This is awesome. I know. This, I know. Like not, these are my favorite weeks. Nothing's getting done this week. And this is awesome. And you I really totally do love be lame. You can be lame. And that? I actually really do love our chat shows this week because it's fun. Yeah. It, they're fun. They're light. You just get to hang with the team. You know, mm-hmm. it'll be good. Lots and of good we're, stuff. We're gonna do we're gonna do some Christmas ones from, from very special locations as well. Yes. All very interesting. Okay, so for myself, Elaine. Kelsey and little Vincenza who I see there and chubby and Charlie who are asleep two feet away from me. Uh, okay. You guys, let's have a great scams giving week. May all your scams come true. May you be thankful for all your scams. Okay. And, and all of your scam blessings. And, um, I don't Here's to more scams throughout the holidays and into the new year. Scam Happy scams giving. Happy scams giving. Oh, when he's smiling. Associate producer, Pujanea, and the rest of BT staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Ask the Manager Mondays. Be sure to send your questions to info at bettertogetherwithmaria.com or on Instagram at bettertogetherwithmaria. For an 8x10 personalized signed photo or transcript to today's show, send a self-addressed stamped envelope, care of Ask the Manager, 17328 Ventura Boulevard, P.O. Box 311, Encino, California, 91316. Stay crisp, Queens. Always staying crisp. Look at little Winchenza smiling. She's excited for scams giving, too. She is. She'll be scamming with Violetta and family. Oh, she should go to Seattle. Chad and Marie, you want to come to Seattle? The family wants to meet her. By the way, did your sister Erica love her? She loved her. She loved her. She was like, she's so little. I'm like, yeah. She's my little Winchetta. Guys, happy scams giving. The scams are on. Scam to the holidays. I love it. I'm I'm really happy now, but I got to go. We out? Oh, wow, I just got all the we soft out. smile signs from the booth. We out. Hey, Hill Squad. We have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heel Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heel events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heel Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.